Winona Forever is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head on over to cageclub.me. Hi, I'm Lindsay Gibb. And I'm Rekha Tulsaram. And this is Winona Forever. All right. So this is our Girl Interrupted episode, which I think, I don't know, I'll speak for Rekka and say I think this is one that we've been anticipating. We sure have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and with us today is our first repeat guest, Ontario. Hi. Hi. So you're with us. You're in the in yeah, the studio today. Not on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> to my so left hand different. side. That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to picture us. Um, you want to picture which way Rekka is passing the duchy it's towards Anne there you go very good um, so yeah this is one of the movies that I had watched before I think we're like nearing the time where I've, I have not seen any of Winona's movies after this yeah they get kind of <laughs> Yeah. Obscure. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. I think this is this is one that like a lot of people in the nineties would have seen. It's it says on IMDB that it's from nineteen ninety nine, but uh, I think it came out in January two thousand. It did. I was I checked uh my t- my Your tickets. Ticket? My nice. ticket stubs. <laughs> I love it. Because I wanted to see what the best date, way to know, yeah. the what date I watched it. And I think it was like the first week of January. So you went like as soon as it was in the theater? Um well Actually, it was before it was in theaters, so I got a, went to an early screening of it because I won a contest in the oh Ottawa Citizen newspaper because you could get to, to get to an early screening. So I got a free screening. Of course, and you there did. was memorabilia, and I got like um, it looked like a matchbook, girl interrupted matchbook, but inside was post-it notes. Mm. I think it's mm. in my parents' house somewhere. But what what was the contest? Uh, I think you just like put your name in and like, oh, okay. you know, you can get to see. It wasn't so like. you didn't have to do anything. Yeah. No, no, there was no, there's no skill involved. <laughs> just, just luck. And what did you win? What were the memorabilia things? That so, you got? so that was it. The little matchbook thing oh, with the yeah. post-it notes. Right. But eventually I, I looked up other girl interrupted memorabilia because I was really obsessed with the movie. And I got um, from eBay for $2 uh, a girl interrupted hospital band, which is oh really weird. Oh, that's a creepy thing. <laughs> so weird. But I wanted it. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I understand it exists. I'm, I'm not saying it's creepy that you bought it. It's creepy that it exists. <laughs> of course. It was like, what was this? What is it? What does that mean? Uh, weird. Uh, yeah. Imagine being Susanna Kaysen and you have written this like deeply personal memoir about your time in a psychiatric ward and then like they merchandise 30 years way. later they they sell pretend girl interrupted bands. hospital bands yeah for all the teenage girls to wear to like symbolize them i don't know oh, i don't know what that is yeah it's that's... bad it's weird it's a weird thing for Anyway, they didn't have it at the Ottawa premiere. <laughs> That's good. They weren't just handing it out to They're everyone. They're like, let's just do you had to really want it. Notes. To have it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I should explain what this movie's about for anybody that hasn't seen it. So it's based on writer Susanna Kaysen's account of her 18 month stay at a psychiatric facility in the 60s. That's basically, it was based on her book, her memoir. 
mm-hmm. a very right. famous psychiatric facility. Yeah. Belmont mm-hmm. thought Sylvia Plath went there and James Taylor. Like Ray all Charles. The, yeah. Ray Charles, like all the best <laughs> mentally ill people. Was it in California? No, it's oh. in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I read, huh. the, did you guys, did you read, the, you read the memoir? I, did read you read the memoir? I did not. Did you? I did before I, I saw I the movie. I guessed that the two of you had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before I saw the movie. I, before I, you saw the movie. Yeah, because oh, I knew it was good. coming. And oh, okay. I, I like, had read about how Winona uh, read, the bo- read the memoir and like was in touch with Susanna Case. And like, that's how it got produced. Because she was like, right. well, I want to do this. This is my story. Oh. Um, and when she went to option it, it was already optioned, right? That's is that, what I, I read. Know. Oh. Someone had optioned it, but then she partnered up with that person oh, okay. and they ended up making it together. Anyways, oh, okay. So, yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. So what she... did you think of... Had you read it before or no. did you were into the movie and then read it? I was into the movie and then I read the book and I was expecting a book that was similar to the movie. Oh. <laughs> That's not what it... Yeah? Which is not no. what yeah. it is. I was like, oh, yay, more madcap adventures of girls having fun in a psych ward, which is not what the, no. the book is. Is it darker or something than the book? It's, it's just more like, I think, logical or like yeah. just like factual. Real. It yeah. seems like, more real. real. Yeah. Yes. It's very <laughs> philosophical about what mental illness is yeah. and like who gets to be identified as mentally ill and um and it's also like it's not a narrative the the way obviously the movie it is like it's more just like kind of vignettes about her time in there and it's also like I guess more political just in the sense that it's it's talking about mental illness as a larger social construct Um, but anyway it was not what I wanted to read when I was 17 or whatever (laughs) but now the book is very dear to me and is mm-hmm. like i've read it reread it so many times oh well, i was uh 18 i guess or 17 or 18 when i read it and i was i was like i was so excited for the movie because of the the winona how no because of oh. the memoir because i thought it was going to be so cool like to see how they would translate it yeah. um but yeah it wasn't obviously at all the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same but it was still. And I how did you feel it. though? I still. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. I was, yeah. I was like, oh, f- you know, finally. I just felt like, I don't know, it was something that was meant for me. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a movie for you. Yeah. You know, I think that's like. So I read something that was. I don't know. A uh, girl interrupted twenty five years later. So it was probably from like last year mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an interview with Susanna Kaysen and. She was basically saying that this movie went in a direction that she didn't expect and that, you know, um, it basically took the whole thing away from her. Like, she felt like it wasn't about her book, really. Yeah. As much as I think she was, like, happy that people related to it, she felt like they didn't relate to her story. They related to whatever this story was. And um, so she had trouble relating to that. Yeah. Um, Mm. And based on what you're saying, Anne, I could kind of see that, like, that if it's not really, like, (laughs) the same, what she was trying to get across in her memoir, then I could understand. She's like, well, I'm glad people could relate to it and that it meant something to people. And that's great that it's, like, 25 years later and people are still into it. But it doesn't feel like it's my story that they're into. Hmm. That's really fair. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what happens in this movie? <laughs> um, 
We mentioned that Elizabeth Moss is in this just before we started yeah. taping, and that was a surprise to me. I guess I didn't know who she was when I watched this movie the first time, and I probably haven't watched it since then. So watching it this time, I immediately knew it was her, but I was like, how has she not aged? Like, it was just a weird, yeah. like, she's 16 or something in this, but it felt like, I don't know. Because she I was can... so obsessed with the film, I like kind of followed the cast, so I knew that like Elizabeth Moss... Or her name when it came up in Mad Men, I'm like, oh my god, Polly's in this. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so yeah. She, ha- she yeah. already meant something. Oh, yeah. she yeah. was in. You know, we were talking about what she did in between. She was in The West Wing. Uh, she was the president's <laughs> daughter. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure. I not, yeah, I didn't watch. I I I only watched it like last year, and I was like, oh, Elizabeth Moss. But also, like, yeah, when I first saw Mad Men, I was like, oh, that's Polly. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't remember. I didn't remember that uh, Whoopi Goldberg was in this. There's a lot of things that I forgot about this. Uh, when I saw, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jared. Yeah, Jared Leto. Mm. When I saw his name in the credits, I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He actually wasn't terrible no. in it. He was fine. He was whatever. He was like Jordan Catalano. <laughs> yeah, again. he was. Yeah. He actually seemed kind of nice in it, like. You know, like a guy in the in '60s sweet. could have been yeah. a lot worse. Yeah. I guess. Like, could have been go to Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Build a cabin in the woods. Yeah, and yeah. fair enough. This is like the second guy that's tried to get Winona to go to Canada because didn't Kiefer uh, get her? Yeah, and both times she said no. She doesn't want to go to Canada, guys. No. <laughs> Winona's not going to Canada. Forget about it. <laughs> She's got stuff to take care of in the states. <laughs> she can't leave. Um, Brittany Murphy, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brittany Murphy. Yeah. I was sad when I saw that she was in it. I was like, oh, no, nothing good can come of this. It was a sad thing to watch. And Clea Uh, Duval. Yeah. I feel like every queer woman I've ever known has been in love with Clea Duval. Mm. She's like a, you know, she was in But I'm a Cheerleader, so she has that, like, you know, queer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) for sure. And Angelina, obviously. Obviously, so yeah. It. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. She won the Oscar for this? Yeah. Which is she... wild that she won an Oscar for this. I don't know. It is a bit strange. <laughs> I mean, it goes to show, she I guess. She was so popular that year. Like, it was like a, yeah. it was totally a popular contest. But what? Winona was also, like, really wanting to be nominated or really wanting Was to she not even nominated? Uh, I forgot to look that up. I don't think so. She didn't. She was just pushing for it, though. I think um, it's kind of weird that Angelina was nominated and Winona yeah. wasn't. I feel like Winona had to do the real emotional work in yeah. this, whereas Angelina was just like big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She was like the you know Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Which I guess maybe that's what they want. I don't know. Yeah, but it's the more Hollywood. You know, I guess it. I guess it kind of goes to show, like, if you look at their two careers, and like, I, I don't even think of Angelina Jolie like she's just a celebrity to me. Like, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of her more mm-hmm. recent films since the nineties, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, like, when I think of like her, a, I think of like hackers and Gia, yeah, and yeah. exactly, Foxfire or whatever. But. Right. So I guess it was just like that celebrity aspect yeah. of her shone through in those moments, and, and those, was, that like, was like her peak. She got there, and then. I don't really know what else she's done, but some weird spy movies with her Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, I exactly, know. Like, that's I what know. I picture her as too. <laughs> Video game movies, um, which is fine, but 
just I haven't seen them. <laughs> I saw the Tomb Raider one, the first, oh, yeah. at least the first one. Or I, I think I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm sure she could have been. It was awesome. like a, a ringing endorsement. I think I enjoyed Empowering. It. <laughs> woman hero. It's all yeah, good. it was like it's a fine. woman Indiana Jones, which I liked, enjoyed, obviously. Yeah. It made me want to carry guns. She's always like rocking, like she's gonna. You know, anyway, forget it. It's going off topic. Let's. Fair enough. Fair. I don't want to carry guns. Let me just make this clear. <laughs> So do, did you have a different feeling about it when you watched it like the first time or the first few times or whatever versus now? Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't I guess I didn't enjoy it as much. I don't yeah. know. Like now. The, now, yeah. You need to watch it as a teen and like connect with it. Yeah, in a, I think like, it's, maybe it's a teenage thing. Yeah. I, I feel like I've come back around on it. Like when I first saw it, I was like, this is a movie about me. Like I... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am Susanna Kaysen. And then when I watched it in my mid-20s, I was, like, r- really embarrassed by it and how much I had left it. And now coming back around, now I'm that I'm in my 30s, and I'm like, oh, you know, but, like, the insufferable, ridiculous, overwrought things that they say are, are really, thi- like, that is really how teenagers talk totally. and feel. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess that's an accurate portrait, but it's hard to know that that's what you were like when you felt like you were just like a brilliant, tortured genius. And then seeing that and you're like, I identified with this, yeah. you know, you're just like, ah. Well, it's the whole thing but, of yeah. Winona, con- like connecting so hard with Holden Caulfield, right? Like yeah. it's the same ish thing, <laughs> like the same ish <laughs> character, right? <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which I, you know, I loved that book back then too. So, yes. you know, that's yeah. what you love as a teen, I guess. <laughs> These are the yeah. things. Yeah. But she was like, what, 27 or something when she made this movie? And like, she was mm-hmm. supposed to be 18 in the movie, which yeah. I didn't realize yeah. until after I watched it. I was thinking of her as a 20 something year old, even though they were saying, like, you can sign for yourself now. Your parents don't have to because you're of age. And I'm thinking, of course she is. <laughs> but no, she was supposed to be a teenager, which yeah. makes a lot more sense. I was really into her style. Yeah, her when the whole aesthetic out? of the movie oh, yeah. was really, but her style especially mm-hmm. the like twiggy kind of like yeah. big eyes, short hair, stripes. stripes. Yeah, peacoat. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was, good, it was good. I don't know. What do you think of the like depiction of a psychiatric institution? I guess it was the sixties. It was the sixties. So. Uh, you know, so that's. I think it was probably accurate because like when when you read the memoir she really describes what it looked like and i think that's kind of probably what it yeah looked like they used they used um uh they shot it in a uh, facility somewhere else like i think in pittsburgh but they're but they're actually uh that's they're referencing the place in whatever massachusetts Somewhere in Boston. Yeah, it's like yeah. What is it? Mc- Mc- McLean's. Did I say Belmont? That's the name in um, the Bell Jar that oh, she calls it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it, you're right. It is the real McLean's. one's McLean's. And they yeah. call it something else in the movie too. I don't yeah. remember what they uh, call it. Claymore in the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that would have been like, I mean, all of those people were from quite well-off families because mm-hmm. it cost like thousands of dollars yeah it's like a upper middle class thing to do to like ship off your daughter (laughs) who can't find herself type yeah exactly they're like oh she's not adjusting let's just deal with this (laughs) dust this under under the rug but it was like i think they all did it so it was like you know 
socially acceptable to send your child away. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, uh, Whoopi says, like, you're not mentally ill. You're just, I forget, like a self-indulgent little girl. Right. Who's driving herself crazy. Which, I don't know. Is that true? Like, is that all it was to her? I don't know. No. That's not accurate. Yeah. She did. I mean, she was self-indulgent, sure. But, I mean... Who isn't? Um, what teenager isn't? Yeah. Like, it, it also like, didn't feel like her... wasn't just... It didn't feel like her family sent her away just because she wasn't, like, conforming or something. It wasn't fully that. No. She like, was oh, just... you're not going to school like everybody else. We're going to send you away. <laughs> like, it didn't seem like it was entirely well, that. No, but, like, you know, she did the, you know, the the drinking and the pill thing. Right. I think yeah, that's exactly. ultimately what it was. Yeah. But, and they decided that for her that they're sending her away right now. yeah she definitely didn't make that decision <laughs> they packed her bags they didn't tell her they got some friend of theirs who's a psychiatrist or a retired one who like came out i don't know he said i don't usually do this and mm-hmm. then he talked to her and then was like okay we're shipping you off and take her in a taxi and she's like my parents are right there like they could take me no that's awkward like we're not gonna do that I don't know I find it so interesting that her diagnosis is borderline personality disorder which is a diagnosis that was really in vogue for young women in the 90s early 2000s early 2010s and it's interesting because this movie came from like a time before but Mm -hmm. it is it feels that feels very current and there's like so much discussion now about like how gendered that diagnosis is and whether it should really be reframed as complex PTSD because everyone who is diagnosed with borderline personality disorder has like a history of trauma and I don't know that's my like Mm. (laughs) mentally ill person perspective is is it's interesting yeah since it was in the 60s, and I'm assuming that that was the case in the book as well, yeah, that that's yeah. actually what her diagnosis yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. I think they ha- like she like even puts the definition in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's yeah. like, and the symptoms are like being promiscuous and right. like compulsive and like not having a, a strong sense of self. And in the book, she's kind of like, but like, isn't social that just being... contrariness? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, social contrariness. Yeah. yeah it's like, what? <laughs> Isn't that just being like a, a teenager? Yeah. Right. Like literally teenage rebellion. Yeah. You're, you have to be institutionalized for that. I was confused about the Brittany Murphy storyline. Um, when she gets her own place and then Lisa, so Angelina Jolie is Lisa and what's Winona Ryder's character's name? Susanna, Susanna. of course. Yes. Yeah. When they go to stay with her and then Lisa's like yelling at her about her being, I guess, molested by her father? Is that what she's trying to say to her? Yeah. Because then afterwards when she dies and, like, the doctor comes, I thought there was something about the way they shot the doctor, like, looking at her that I was like, is he the one who was supposed to be molesting her? But I think she was talking about her father. Anyways, it was confusing. (laughs) It was, like, you thought the father was the no, I knew that that was her doctor okay, okay. and not her father, but I <laughs> thought that maybe they were saying that she had like a relationship with the oh. doctor oh. or that the doctor was, you know, abusing her. But 
I'm guessing no. I, but it was just something about the way that he showed up and like looked at, I don't know. Like she was a meaningful patient to him right, or something right. like that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think know. there was I think in the memoir like did he like I, I can't I haven't read it in so long, but I I am I making this up? Did he like visit her frequently the doctor? Like the did he visit? Did he Brittany Murphy's character? Uh, Brittany Murphy's character. Uh, when she was living out, she had like she had visitations from somebody. No, they don't really get into her living out a lot in the memoir, right? Okay. Because there is no Lisa and Susanna like visiting her or anything. Part no, of no, it's just like she's the Brittany Murphy character is a patient who comes in seasonally. She says like she comes in usually over Christmas and then leaves in the spring. Um, And the one thing that she talks, she talks about how she's really sexy in a way that like no one else in the, in their ward is sexy. And they do, there is one part in the book where her, her father visits her often in the hospital. Mm. And Lisa's like, her father wants to fuck her. He wants, he's, she's so beautiful and he can't believe he made her and he wants to fuck her to like, see if she's real. And that's kind of the only intimation right. that there's mm. something. And her father, she, all she eats is chicken. Right. And yeah. she yeah. takes, that happens in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she takes the boat, like the bones apart, like very meticulously and like lines them up and, Keep the her, yes. and her bed, and she's yeah. also obsessed with laxatives in the book. I can't remember. Right? Yeah, she the, is in, in the, the in, in the movie yeah. as well. Um, Daisy, but they don't. Right, there's her suicide in the book is really just like one morning. Um, the the nurse tells them that uh, Daisy died by suicide, and everyone's sad. And then I, I think it's Lisa is like, "Oh, yesterday was her birthday, isn't it?" And they were like, yeah. And then that's that's really like all that's uh, ever mentioned of her death. Right. Eesh. Eesh. Yeah. I think that was a criticism of the movie that they dramatized that part of it by bringing Lisa and Susanna into it. But I mean, uh, yeah, that was yeah. such a movie. Dramatic. This yeah. happens. This is what happens when you yeah. <laughs> dramatize a book. A non-linear philosophical memoir. <laughs> Yeah, if you try like you have to make some stuff up. You gotta, yeah, you gotta do some something. Some things have to connect. But it was a very dramatic moment. They were like, yeah. Susanna was just like, stop it, and putting a pillow over her head, pretty much. Uh, I do uh, remember the music, the like her playing the song over and over. And over. over. Yeah. yeah. Like End of the world. Or yeah. Something like yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, this is why I think Winona deserved an award. Mm-hmm. Like, for her acting in it because I think that part was yeah. very emotional that she had to like, you know, oh, meanwhile yeah. Angelina Jolie had to be very disconnected from it yeah. and uh yeah, she did such Winona a good job like when she reacted. Like, losing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I'm awesome that it was well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think why this movie like I don't know, this movie stands out for me of the Winona films and mm-hmm. it's Partially because it's one of the ones I've watched, but I think the reason that I've watched it and it's like a sort of iconic one of hers is because it's maybe one of the last, I don't know, I should look ahead to what what's coming up, but I think it's like one of the last films where she's playing like the type of character we expected from Winona or like that we just mm. knew her for, like these sort of like mm-hmm. emotional, yeah, complex characters. Yeah. Like I don't a, know if or, like we get that many more character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, you know. 
some yeah relatable to teens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it must have been yeah. one of the last times she played a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And like That's had true. that whole young gammon, like wide-eyed, like. That's pretty good. She was 27. She was still playing a teenager. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's fair that she doesn't do it much after this. Yeah. Or at all. I don't know. Um, but also like the, the lead, like telling like, you know, like a story about like, a, you know, like a really cool, like a cool story. Like she hasn't really done that. Mm-hmm. She got to narrate again, which we always yes. love. Of course. She says Jesus in it. Uh, Chris, oh, Chris good. pointed that good, one out uh, to me. Good ear. He sent me a message <laughs> and it just said Jesus at one hour and 29. I'm like, okay. I want to know. What? I want to know what happened. Do you know? Do you remember the context of it, Chris? Jesus. Look at Janet. No, 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 no. It's all right. Okay, okay, okay. You know, it's okay. taking us for ice creams in a blizzard... Makes you wonder who the real whack jobs are. Because Janet's walking in the snow, yeah. And she's like, Jesus, look at Janet. I don't know why she (laughs) says it, but we're like, okay. Which one's Janet? She's the... She's the eating disorder. Yeah. Okay. And she can, like, walk on the crust of the snow because she... Oh, she was wearing, like, heels or something. Yeah, and she was just walking on top of the snow. Yeah, that's right. I wrote a note about the birthday cards on the spin rack at the ice cream place. I don't know why, but that <laughs> stood out to me because it was like those like, I don't even know what you call them, but like the, I don't know, very 60s drawings of women, oh, like yes, of yes. cartoon girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, a, I don't know. I just was. I the vintage cards. Yeah, the vintage <laughs> look. I like the ice cream scene. Where the where um, Mary Kay place comes up and yells yeah, at her. and like Daisy smacks the ice cream cone out of the girl's hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cone out of my face, face, asshole, yeah. and she calls everybody asshole. And yeah, it, yeah. Mother, get that out of my face, asshole! Everyone's an asshole. Winona blows That's cigarette true. smoke in the at old, that old lady. Yeah, that was a good part. Yes. And she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good characters in this movie. I think that's the other reason that yeah. this stands out as a good movie. It, it has a lot of female characters in it that are interesting, that aren't just, I don't know. Yeah, they're never... Or something. Yeah, and like for representation of like mentally ill people none of them are are just like crazy people you know they all have like these faceted personalities Mm -hmm. yeah have we mentioned that jared leto's in this yes (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember if we mentioned it before or during this conversation (laughs) um i thought that he was much younger than winona but turns out they're the same age Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah i don't know I guess he just... It's because he's much older than, like, Claire Danes in my so-called Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he seems like he's from a different time or something. Claire Danes much younger than Winona? She's, Claire's like, eight years younger. born in 79, and Winona's oh, okay. born in 71. So, <laughs> eight years. I don't know why I know that. Other t- well, yeah. I knew that, we all too. Knew. I, knew that. I knew that because I'm born in 79, so uh, I knew that Claire Danes was the same age as me. But I thought... Uh, Jared Leto was closer to our age than Renona's. He acts younger. Yeah, well, yeah. Guys end up being with younger women in mm-hmm. movies. So, <laughs> naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about, like, racist Winona? Yeah, that's... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. is a thing. 
Yeah. I mean, she's just mimicking that other girl, the yeah. Janet, right? But to yes. like push, but she goes, buttons, she goes further. She does go further, and she is straight up racist. Mm-hmm. And I think they they talked like I remember interviews and stuff, and she just said, um, you know, white girls in the sixties are racist. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 yeah. They're fucking racist times. It yeah. would be like kind of, I mean, even though it's obviously an uncomfortable scene to watch, but it would be kind of weird if they like n- never address the race, the race with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg as the nurse mm-hmm. and, and like the only, in the 60s, yeah. one of the only people of color in the movie, maybe mm-hmm. the only, the only, the only, <laughs> pretty sure. And she's in such a position of power at the hospital mm-hmm. as well. So they they fight back against her and they use race. But not a lot, just the, those two mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like having that as the only black character in the movie almost makes it a weird like mammy figure of mm. like... Of you know this black woman caring for all these kind of young wealthy white women, well, and that's the type of voice that Winona puts on, right? When yeah. she starts mocking her. Is that your own medical opinion, huh? Is that what you've learned in your advanced studies at night school for Negro welfare mothers? You sign the charts and you dole out meds, but you ain't no doctor, Miss Valerie. You ain't nothing but a black nursemaid. And you're just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's definitely an awkward scene to watch. <laughs> you're like, oh no, Winona, no. But, but you're like, all, yeah, you're also like, okay. And then like Winona's yes. acting in the scene is like incredible. Like you could see, I don't know, there's something about her face. That you're just like, whoa. It's, it's like, it gross. Just, yeah. 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 It's, yeah. Yeah, she's just like angry and saying a bunch of mm-hmm. shit. She looks like a little brat. Like you're yeah, just yeah. being a brat. Well, yeah. and it's interesting because you, you've come to be so sympathetic to this character. And then in that moment, you're like, there's nothing I can say mm-hmm. to defend <laughs> this her. Girl. Like, this is, yeah. she, she's a bad person right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She got to sort her shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it after that? Like, was she in the midst of her sorting her shit out? Or was she sort of like just flailing and hanging out with Lisa at that point? That's when she was like, you know, moping around like right. she's she's just like lying in bed, right. kind of giving yeah. up. And Whoopi throws her in the in the tub and says, right. "You know, wake up. You're you're a spoiled <laughs> yeah rich kid or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she mocks her. And but then yeah, but then right after that is when she starts to like realize. Well, I guess because Whoopi says to her like, "Don't get stuck here. Yeah, like, don't drop yeah, anchor Lisa's here. Been yeah. here for eight years or whatever. Like, don't yeah, drop anchor." And so, yeah, she gets her shit together because Whoopi <laughs> gave her a talking to. Winona did a lot of press for this movie because she was she loved it. She loved she loved every aspect of it. She doesn't really do press for any movies, but she, this one she did. She was on Conan. She was on Jay Leno. Um, I think even Rosie O'Donnell, and wow. Rosie called her Winona, <laughs> and she's like, "It's Winona." <laughs> I'm not the Judd. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, she was the producer, right? Mm-hmm. So 
that kind of makes sense that she would feel an obligation to try and get people to watch it. When she was on Conan, Shaq was on at the same time. Okay. So she was sitting beside Shaq. <laughs> so she looked incredibly yeah, tiny. So she, had, she had Shaq's shoe and she was putting it on. I don't know. I think I have it on tape somewhere. Of course I do. <laughs> of course you do. Amazing. Her, her and Angelina Jolie did some press together, but I don't think they really like bonded on set. Uh, Jolie was a very like, what's it called? Um, method actor. So she really oh, got into yeah. like Lisa. That would be a rough she became Lisa to exactly. <laughs> she became was the Jared Leto of she was the... a, exactly <laughs> of like Suicide Squad or whatever, right? <laughs> so she like, yeah, it was it was hard. <laughs> she said uh, Winona said a lot of times like you know Angelina would just be doing her like weird you know sociopath thing and then the rest of them would just go to the movies <laughs> on set so they're like okay they bonded the, the rest of them interesting yeah <laughs> maybe that's why she won an award because she was method I feel like that's a big yeah when they get Academy people get likes. wind of that like yeah. no she oh she, she lived it okay <laughs> she deserves an award yeah she like uh, uh, Lisa had like this bandage around her arm in the movie but apparently like the whole thing was uh, Lisa burned like a shape of an animal on her arm with cigarette butts oh yeah in the memoir yeah but like in the in the movie she has a bandage on it and but like uh, Jolie always kept that bandage on or like would play with it or like interesting yeah I do have to say I don't love her as a blonde. <laughs> but Fair. The tiny bangs. The tiny bangs. Oh yeah, yeah. But also maybe because her hair just looked really dirty, which yeah. is like fair because that's like yeah, that's what they were trying to like make her look all grungy, <laughs> grungy and tough. Yeah. But I do remember that even as like <laughs> however old I was when I saw it, I was like, no, that doesn't suit her complexion. <laughs> Amazing. This is a bad color for her. <laughs> was she blonde and gone in 60 seconds, too? I have no idea. <laughs> it's a Nicolas Cage. So it's a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> I was going to say, Winona and Nicolas Cage have both kissed Angelina Jolie. So there you go. Uh, there's a connection between that's... Winona and Nicolas Cage. There are very few, <laughs> but there's one. I like that kiss scene. It was like... Yes, obviously that should have happened because they they had some they like were developing some weird relationship with Lisa and Susanna anyway, and they I don't know they maybe should have furthered that, but yeah, yeah. it was nineteen ninety nine. They didn't know (laughs) they're like okay, that's good, that's good, handled it a little little peck on the lips. Yeah, do we feel like it was like a revolutionary movie in any way? Like, I feel like I don't have a lot of context. For it because I don't watch a lot of movies and and because I was so young when I saw it and hadn't and at that time everything felt revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it might have been like I don't think there's any other movies like that. Yeah, at all. Like I meant to watch One Flew Over Those Cuckoo's Nest to make like a comparison, but I mean, didn't like it, it. it's kind of similar in that like it's a. You know, people in a mental institution but this is like a this is there's no men there's no women in that movie you know Mm -hmm. maybe nurses you know nurse ratchet yeah there's definitely the nurse but it's also like in in one flew over the cuckoo's nest like the the hospital and and the like institutionalizing is like 
objectively bad. Like everyone right. who participates yeah. in it is bad and it's not and... there for the patient's best interests and they're just there to like incarcerate and abuse patients. Whereas like it's a lot more of a gray area in in Girl Interrupted, which is a lot closer to the reality of it mm-hmm. for many, for some people, for some other people, it is still like a very like carceral experience. But I thought that was interesting that she's very ambivalent. Also, oh, this is the movie where I learned the what word, the mood, the word, word ambivalent, ambivalent means. I know, it's like so well defined. You're like, oh. yeah, yeah, they really talk about it. Does that disappoint you? I'm ambivalent. In fact, that's my new favorite word. Do you know what that means, ambivalence? I don't care. If it's your favorite word, I would have thought you It would. means I don't care. That's what it means. On the contrary, Susanna, ambivalence suggests strong feelings. In opposition, the prefix, as in ambidextrous, means both. The rest of it, in Latin, means vigor. The word suggests that you are torn between two opposing courses of action. Interesting. I think it's in the the memoir too. This the ambivalent. Yeah, thing. two like two hands. I don't know. Yeah, we're yeah. both. Ben <laughs> and I are both doing weird handshaking things. It looks like we're gonna dance. But. <laughs> <laughs> like the incarceration thing that you're talking about. Like in this, it seems like there's an element of some of the characters get into the hospital and feel like they can't leave or actually can't mm-hmm. leave. Whereas like now I feel like, and maybe this is a money thing, like because people have paid for them to be in there, but like mm-hmm. anybody I know who tries to go through our system have trouble getting in or being able to stay and that kind of thing. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. It, I, so to me, I was trying to watch it as like, is this true to the way things like, of course it was the sixties yeah. mm-hmm. in the States. There's d- different things yeah. happening. Um, and that was like a fancy private hospital yeah. that like, you know, anyone could go to. You didn't even really have to like qualify. qualify. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. But it's funny. Like I've I've been hospitalized on psychiatric wards uh, twice. And one time was in Halifax and it was like very, very, very awful. Um, and then another time was about a year and a half ago uh, here in Toronto uh, at Mount Sinai, which I didn't realize is like. The, the fancy psychiatric ward, but it was a very mm. different experience. And I, I reread Girl Interrupted <laughs> while sure. I was in the psychiatric ward. Well, it's funny because there's a line in Girl Interrupted, the memoir, and it's Susanna Case, and she goes, when you're sad, you need to hear your sorrow structured into sound. So that's what you were doing. Yeah. You were like, I'm in a psych ward. I'm going to read Girl Interrupted. Yeah, you know, I just gotta, felt like, like having a is, friend yeah. with me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it, yeah, the people's experience varies so much, even just based on like what hospital they're at, what doctor they see, like whether mm-hmm. they decide they should be admitted or not. And it is like it is very hard to to get a bed in a psychiatric ward, and and there is such like there are so many problems with the system. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Winona actually learned all the chords to downtown oh, on the guitar, but James Mangold didn't well. shoot her hands playing them at all and she was so pissed she was like what the hell i learned that song and i wanted people to know that i learned it so well because those cards chords are hard they're jazz chords um but you know so she she did play that whole song by herself 
って。I believed it. I <laughs> sensed that she was playing it, even though they didn't show her hands. Yeah. I could feel that, like, the author, there like, was something. You could tell the way she was, like, yeah. really focusing, focusing on it. You could yeah. tell that she was not a guitar player who was like, I learned this song for this movie and I'm playing it. Yeah. It reminded me of, like, a monologue that I did in school, like, where I learned a Bob Dylan song and, like, played it, but it was, like, so slow. Like, it was, like, one chord at a time. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is what this is. I guess in something that I was reading about, like, Winona being, like, dedicated to doing this and, you know, seeking it out and what have you, uh, it said that Winona was in a psychiatric hospital when she was 21, and that's when she discovered this book. Oh. So I think she read it there or after. I don't know. Yeah, I knew she'd time. read it a long time before it came out. So that makes sense. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, one thing I remember that was an interesting difference between the movie and the book is in the movie, Polly was burned like in a horrible accident. Mm-hmm. And in the book, Polly is burned because she poured gasoline over herself and set herself on fire. Oh, so no, it is in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I thought same. it was like a, oh. No, this yeah. This is my was... problem from not having <laughs> watched it recently. <laughs> I watched it this Fair morning. Uh, I watched it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, she said that, like, Just something that part out. she had a puppy and then her her mom oh, said that's that the, what it, you yeah. were allergic yeah. to the puppy, so she poured gasoline on, like, her rash or something. Yeah, so, yeah, that's how it was different. That it was, like, in the movie, it was, like, a, a child's mistake of, like, trying to get rid of an allergy or whatever. Yeah. But in the book, it was, like, because she talks about how, like, in, in the book about, like, how you have to be really want to die to make that kind of suicide attempt. She's like, we've all had a bad few minutes with, like, a gun yeah. or, you know, a bottle of pills, but, you know. To actually light yourself on fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah you, that will, you know. Because, yeah, that the book, like, really talks about, like, the, in detail, like, all that, like. Yeah. I haven't read it in a while. <laughs> I had the, I had the first edition but I don't know. I've lent it away. It's gone. Uh-oh. It's gone. So this movie didn't do very well, though. As much no? as we all what? liked it a lot, it didn't. It was a. It took forty million to make, and it only made twenty eight million, hmm. um, which I guess is not good. Yeah. <laughs> Losing money is not good. <laughs> I would assume. Um, and also, it only has like fifty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I think it ge- huh. generally had like mixed reviews. Um, I looked at Ebert's review of it oh, and he, he gave it like stupid. two and a half stars or something. I remember his stupid review. I was yeah. so angry with it because he was saying like uh, that there was uh, no point or something. Yeah, and he was like criticizing Susanna Kaysen's character. She's, he's like, uh, you know, they keep calling her promiscuous, but she was just like, I would say she's more opportunistic because, you know. Right. <laughs> but it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are you? Whatever. What is this? He uh, did say that they were both good. Like, that both, like <laughs> Angelina and Winona yeah. were good, but he's he concluded that they would have been better if there was like more of a, a reason for well, the movie or I something mean, like, like that. Yeah. That's what happens when you have like old dudes reviewing <laughs> yeah. movies about teenage girls. Like, right. <laughs> 
True, true. <laughs> like, isn't part of the reason all of those girls are are struggling so much is that you know they're they're living in the 60s and they don't feel like they have any opportunities yeah exactly they even mentioned that they're like you know is there's more women could have more choices than that and like do they like yeah yeah Yeah, like what (laughs) yeah i mean everybody in power seems to say oh women have more choices today yeah like when she says something about not wanting to be her mother or something Mm -hmm. to that degree but she's like i don't feel like i do though yeah. Like, yeah. yay, I can choose what college I go to out of, like, a small amount, like Sarah Lawrence or, like, somewhere where women go. It's funny. I've been watching Mad Men, re-watching Mad Men again. So, uh, like, in my head when I was watching it this morning, I was like, oh, like, Peggy Olsen. You can be like Peggy Olsen. Yeah. You know. But... Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> you too. Exactly. Grow up to be grow... Yeah, exactly. They... We know oh, happens. my brain was... <laughs> How about the cat? I love the cat. Uh, <laughs> the cat's name is Ruby. Yeah. The cat's name is Ruby. <laughs> um, yeah. I had to call Matt. I was like, Matt, there's a good cat. You gotta go see the cat. And he came down and was like, but I was sad because I remembered that she gave the cat to Polly, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's fine. But I was sad because I felt like she had a connection with the cat. And I was sad. But yeah. it was nice Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like yeah, maybe she just didn't want it she's like yeah this is cool but you can have it I can't take care of this on the yeah. outside <laughs> maybe but I think it was more like clearly Polly needs yeah. the cat yeah and yeah and luckily she doesn't have an allergy to cats yeah thank god <laughs> or maybe yeah. she really did burn all the allergy off like maybe I don't know how thing. that stuff works yeah. no it's yeah. not it's, it's not a not thing a, don't put a thing <laughs> Don't, don't try, try this at home. Some eczema. I don't know. No. Sorry, this is inappropriate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I learned Simon and Gar- Garfunkel's bookends because of this movie. Oh yeah, mm. on guitar. I mean, there's a lot of songs that I associated with this. <gasps> oh, that the time yeah. has come today, or whatever song that. Mm-hmm. That's a, How to fight so. loneliness. Yeah, Wilco. Well, Winona's a big Wilco friend, oh. and she's friends with them. I think so. Oh, okay, I knew that. You know, that was. <laughs> That was a given, uh, <laughs> but it was it was like the transition song. I was so, gonna say it couldn't have been one of the like no, 60s it's like, songs. No, of the it's thing. like yeah. you know Martin Luther King dies. People oh, are yeah. sad. Went on his dancing with the orderly fellow. That was a good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep dancing. Montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way it was done, circular or whatever, it just kept revolving around and showing points in time. It was good. Solid montage. Solid, Solid montage. montage. I like a good montage. <laughs> I like so many women. So, so nice. many women. Yeah, exactly. It was nice. It is nice to see just women. Uh, like uh, who's the that one who's like kind of a jokester. It's like uh, she's like, oh, no, yeah. I'm a sociopath, and she's like, no, you're a dyke. That one. Oh yeah, yeah. the dyke yeah. one. Yeah. When she laughs at like Polly, who like runs it off crying, she's just like, ha ha, and she kind of points yeah. a lot. I thought that was so funny. That was kind of her thing, just like pointing at things that were happening and making laughing. Fun of it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. They they like they didn't mention it, but uh, they only call her MG in the movie, but her full name is Martian's girlfriend. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, because I know her from the book. And I was like, Martian's girlfriend's in this, and I was really excited. But they didn't talk about her. How like she she calls her everyone calls her Martian's girlfriend because she's dating. A, she says she's dating a Martian. Yeah, ah. she claims to have a, a boyfriend from Mars, and she also claims to have a tiny penis of her own. I don't know why I remember that from oh, the book. That's right. 
I want to read this book now, guys. <laughs> and she's in love with Daisy in the book. And and follows, because I remember cause she follows Daisy around crooning. That was the word they used. Crooning, do you want to see my penis? <laughs> <laughs> and Daisy's like, no, asshole. <laughs> so asshole was a theme. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the book asshole too. was a lot in the book. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> just nice to know that it came from somewhere <laughs> true to life it's a good choice but yeah i feel like this is kind of like the like <laughs> like dead poet society of like yeah. mentally ill girls yeah <laughs> it's it's like a a coming of age like a adventure but like seen through like uh obviously a the a very distorted lens of of uh, hospitalization and suicide. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is all we got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, it makes sense. I like look at this now, and I think it's probably good that I watched it back then and then didn't watch it again until now, yeah. when I could be forgiving of it again and like look at it through the like lens of me in the nineties. And like, yeah, I would have. Of course, I know. I understand why I loved this. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. One thing I liked in the memoir, which I wanted to see in the in the movie, I didn't li- I didn't really like the ending where she's just kind of driving away in the cab and say these friends I'll never forget some I'll yeah. some I'll see and some I'll never see blah blah blah, mm-hmm. but like she does see Lisa like ten mm-hmm. years later, and Lisa had a bait has a little child and she takes her like stomach and pulls <laughs> her skin. And apparently this this that visual I will never get yeah. out of my head from this memoir, but apparently like seeing that. Lisa's skin yeah, a lot. She's like, like showing how much her skin stretched when she was pregnant and she just has this kind of like conspiratorial of like, do you want to see something really wild and like pulls up her shirt and like stretches out her skin and but other than that, she's like a complete normie. Yeah. Like she has a small child and they're on their way to Shul, I think, and they're like and she's like I think she even says something like, Well, you know, like you gotta grow up sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be exciting all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think that would have been a really good ending. Yeah. <laughs> Just like some random encounter with Lisa on the street and yeah. Yeah. They're, you're fine. That yeah. would have been interesting to see Angelina do too because she yeah. was this like big character yeah. throughout that you're saying was like method playing that character. Yeah. Would she... That would be the real test of whether she deserved that yeah. award. Could she switch it and be the norm? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that was weirdly a nice ending because you're like, oh, like, even Lisa ended up okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was Daisy the only person? I know in the movie she's the only person who dies. Is that true in the book too that you can recall? I know you probably haven't read this book in a while. There's just other characters who are to die. Yeah. That are not in the the movie. That are not in the movie. Yeah, okay. or like it's cl- or they have like very clear deterioration, like because there was the other Lisa. Oh yeah, that's right. Lisa, Lisa bullied until she ran away from the hospital and was living on the streets and was a heroin addict. So right. I wonder if they sort of like combined those two things yeah. combined it because yeah. she did bully Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Um, and there was, there was, and then there was also a character in the book, Tori, 
whose parents refused to stop paying for her to be at the um, at the mental hospital. And she also had addiction issues. And it was clear that when she left and went back home, she was probably going to start using again and die. Mm. Um, it was pretty real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worth a read. Worth a read. Yeah, for sure. Sounds like yeah. it. Of course, I was watching the movie yesterday, and I'm like, I don't think I have time to read the book. <laughs> to go seek it out and read it. Didn't uh, Susanna Kaysen retweet something of yours or something? Yeah. Well, when I, <laughs> I wrote an article <laughs> about reading Girl Interrupted in the psych ward. Oh, okay, there it is. Because <laughs> um, after it happened, and yeah. my friend Jess, who runs a site called Electric Literature, where they just kind of, it's like all about books, and she was like, You should write about this for us. And I was, um, you know, even after I was out at the hospital, I was still really ill and, and not able to work or like write. And, and writing about what happened in the hospital was one of the few things I could write about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and she retweeted it? She retweeted it. Did like they ever a... say in the movie why it's called Girl Interrupted? Um, it's based on the Vermeer painting. Yeah. Uh, but they, they don't say it in the movie. No, no. it's it's in, obviously in the memoir. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Girl Interrupted yeah, or Music is what it's based on. But Interesting. Yeah. At the Frick. Ah, uh, the old Frick. The old Frick. <laughs> Frickin' Frick. Have you ever been to the Frick? No, I haven't been. No, me neither. I I, uh, I barely know what it is. Just she, but she talks about it in the yeah, book. I feel like I have to go to the, the frick. frick. Yeah, <laughs> seems like something to do. Um, what is the next? Well, we were anticipating girl interrupted. Uh-huh. Next is autumn in New York. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much. I don't want to watch good stuff coming up for us for a while. No, I think we're the, going down. Is Richard that like Gere. a cancer one? Does she have cancer in it or yeah, something? I think so. Richard Gere, which is like that, is got to be. Is that Ooh. the biggest age difference that we have? I don't know. Um, I'm just losing track at this point. I just remember when it came out so being weird. like, "Wow, so bold to call your like." May December romance movie autumn in New York. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So, and then we have a guest for that. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, Michelle Lovegrove Thompson, who runs the TIFF Film Library, where I do some of the research for this podcast. Pretty cool. <laughs> so. Don't know why she picked that movie, but we'll ask her. <laughs> I mean, it was partially that slim pickings, you know, I think, yeah, after exactly. this. You know. Not much left. I think she she wanted Girl Interrupted, but a lot of people did. So, well, and I'm grateful you that made you guys in. picked me. And, uh, I think we, like, picked you really early on. <laughs> we were, I feel like I failed when, like, we were discussing the the <laughs> What's that? I, said, I feel like I failed as a guest. Why? <laughs> I'm not re-watching the movie oh, recently. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I think other guests have also not okay. watched the movies. Yeah. yeah. I, I do it every time because I feel like I won't. I don't. I just don't remember movies well. Like I yeah. won't remember this movie next week. Like I need to. <laughs> yeah, I need to rewatch right away. Yeah, I didn't rewatch like Little Woman when we did it. You I, didn't. I yeah. No. I mean, I understand. You it, watch it like every year. Every yeah. year. At Christmas. I feel like there's a few. I'm going to watch it soon. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That's right. Yeah. There's probably some Nicolas Cage movies I wouldn't have to watch to talk about, but for yeah. the most part. 
I need to rewatch a movie. It was good to rewatch this though, because I yeah I haven't watched it since I don't know like probably ten years or something because I just had different associations with this movie Mm. ten years ago. But yeah, it was refreshing. (laughs) It's like oh yes, and there was some like like the there was the funny scenes were very nice to watch. You know, Mm -hmm. it was good. I always remember where Janet yells, "I'm not a fucking tree." Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm a fucking all right. shrub, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of tree are you down there on the ground? <laughs> I'm a shrub. <laughs> yeah. I like that scene too, because like, you can tell that they're all like getting along and just like goofing off and yeah. just laughing at each other and like being silly. You know, it's just like <coughs> bonding, which is very nice. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of reasons that I feel like I would have liked this movie and one of them is just that there was a lot of good like relationships Mm -hmm. represented in the film and I feel like like I don't know about you guys but I I have had I have felt myself very drawn to those kinds of friendships like Susanna has with Lisa where I see someone who who has a lot of kind of social capital uh, that they get through uh being mean and bullying and and I'm weirdly drawn to that and like want to be close to that person. Of course, that's like <laughs> yeah, you're like that's yeah. a normal thing. Yeah, isn't that normal? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, this is how this is why my life has been the way it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that that type of like toxic friendship was really real to me. Yep. Yeah. Same. Totally. And I feel like I might have had different feelings about the characters when, like, I I really don't remember what I thought about this movie, but I feel like I might have been drawn to different characters when I watched mm. it as a teen, whereas now I'm like more connected to Winona or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I might have been more drawn to Lisa. Mm. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I was younger, I don't know. I remember like the, in high school, like the girls, you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, f- yeah, Lisa's awesome, She's so cool." Like, had friends were like really into Lisa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then there was the girls who were really into Daisy. Um, yeah. You know, it was a great scene when they break into the office and read each other's diagnoses yeah. out loud. That's mm-hmm. a good scene. Hmm. Lisa Rose. <laughs> Highs and lows increasingly severe. Controlling relationships with patients. No appreciable response to meds. No remission observed. That was before you ran away. We are very rare and we are mostly men. Lisa thinks she's hot shit because she's a sociopath. I'm a sociopath. No, you're a dyke. Like, they trade. They trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm proud that I made it through this consciously because I have jet lag right now. <laughs> I feel like I might have fallen asleep yeah. as we spoke. Lindsay just got back from Japan. Mm-hmm. And I'm sleepy. <laughs> I just got back from a Shaggy Nelly concert. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> time. unexpected by, by accident. By an accidental <laughs> Shaggy Nelly concert. Yeah. Oh, the things, yeah. the life, things. things that life brings. We did. Thanks it. for joining us, Anne. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming down. Come on, come down to Chris's room. Yep. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> well, we did it. We did it. And we're going to talk about Autumn in New York. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Exciting. Super fun time. Uh, please do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well,
Bye. Bye. Winona Forever is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Episodes produced by Chris Landry. Music by No Refunds. Hosted by Lindsay Gibb and Rekka Tulsaran. Contact Rekka and Lindsay at Winona at cageclub.me.